0: Let's talk PR and more.
1: Public relations, media, publicity, integrated communications, marketing, digital, reputation management,
0: and more. Let's talk PR and more with award-winning PR strategist, Sherry Goldman.
1: I'm Sherry Goldman, president of Goldman Communications Group, and welcome to Let's Talk PR and More. Today we're going to talk about media relations, public relations, particularly as it pertains to major live events, and my guest today is Joyce Trubin Curry. Joyce Trubin Curry is founder and president of C3 Communications, an award winning public relations agency based in San Diego, California. They work with a wide range of consumer product companies, nonprofits, and associations, but one of their key specialties and one of the things that they're most sought out for is their work related to entertainment shows. Venues and national touring productions. They've handled the PR for key shows, including national boat shows, Hot Wheels Monster Truck live events, Circuit Soleil, and more. Joyce was named Public Relations Professional of the Year by the San Diego Chapter of the Public Relations Society of America, and she's one of San Diego Metropolitan Magazine's Outstanding Community Leaders. She's a two-term president of PRSA San Diego, a former national chair of PRSA's Honors and Awards Committee, and more. And I'm honored to call her my good friend, thanks to we first met when she was my co-chair when I was chair of PRSA's Honors and Awards Committee. And I'm so happy Joyce is here today as my guest. Thank you. So much for having me, Sherry. This is a true pleasure. Great. So let's get started. You know, I think you're a rock star. And one of the things I'm always in awe of you about is the fabulous work you do promoting local events. I mean, you've got the Monster Truck Tours, you've got Circus LA boat shows, and they all come to San Diego, and although I know you do other markets and we'll talk about it, but they all come to San Diego. And you do beyond day of coverage. I mean, you literally saturate the market pre-event during the show you have the ability to get them on every station where normally you know in pr if we get them on one station all the competing stations say "No, Alt news i don't want to do that anymore so let's talk about the challenge or the opportunities of doing local media for live
0: events Sherry, i really appreciate the question the answer is a little complex because it depends on the show for example when you do a Cirque du Soleil show they tell you what you can use as assets to promote you can use a- act x y and z whereas if you have a boat show it's up to me and my team to pick out what those assets are going to be so sometimes it's handed to you and you that's all you have in your toolkit and other times you can just go to it and you know, create magic on your own.
1: So let's talk about, let's say Circus LA when they give it to you and it's an asset. What do you mean by asset? How far in advance do you have to work?
0: what what would happen is they would say, I I would say, hey, I've got these five TV stations that are going to cover you. First off and foremost, I really try and not replicate um, one thing to another. So the show looks different. Because people watch different networks, but maybe people jump around. I don't want to see the same thing twice. No, and that's so, the challenge,
1: yep. exactly. And Correct. The, they don't. I'm sure the CBS affiliate doesn't want the same thing that the NBC affiliate has. Exactly.
0: So you have to work with the show, and some shows are a lot more amenable than others. You know, for example, um, the Hot Wheels Monster Truck Live Tour, which is coming back to the West Coast. It's, um, you know, I, I was not going to replicate what KTLA did and what good Day LA did. I mean, I had to work with them to like, Hey, we can't show the same thing twice. It's in the same market. That's not going to benefit you. It's going to make them probably a little perturbed. Um, <laughs> so that's one of the things that you have to do as a publicist is be able to, when you have free reign, which in a lot of shows we do, and then then I can go pick and choose. But when you have a show that comes car compartmentalized and it's, you know, and it's kind of like a, this is what you got. This is your box. This is all you have to work with. Sometimes you have to go back and lean on them and say, you know what? We need more because we cannot replicate this over and over and over again. And so um, that 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 is a tough conversation. I've had many times with clients as big as Cirque du Soleil or Ringling Brothers or Disney on Ice or, you know, any of the other shows that we've been blessed to work on for 23 years. And sometimes you have to actually do that and not just like take what they hand you and, and, and really, really, make it work for each media is important and you need to make it work for them
1: so when they hand you something like monster truck and i forgot you do disney on ice i should remember i have my disney princess crown but um
0: you know do they say <laughs> I <forgot about> that.
1: <laughs> you send it i and um you know do they say here's the one truck or the one spokesperson you have and here's the one trick we can do and we yes, can do it every 100%. morning from 6 o'clock in the morning to 6 30 in the morning and you've got to book it or do you really have to say well you, you did that trick or this person needs something different i need a different time help me help it, us understand it, like how you kind of have sure to it sure sure
0: um i'll use disney on ice as an okay. example okay what you get is what you get i mean i i've seen un, under the sea run so many times and every station gets it <laughs> and I'm up front with the media saying, okay, this is what we get. So Under the Sea from Little Mermaid plays for CBS. Under the Sea then plays for NBC. And they're all there. We do one PR morning, and everybody gets the same stuff. But it's communication, and we all work in the business of that. And it's communication, and everybody knows what the rodeo is going to be that day. Okay. Um, On other shows, the stations are on different days. You don't have that. I want to say it's a problem, but you you don't have that constraint, I guess, is the best way I can explain that.
1: And and that would mean, yeah, I guess because Disney, everybody loves Disney, they're
0: going to take what they get. But for maybe
1: Monster Truck or maybe a boat show, they want something different, right, on different days.
0: And then it also depends on the people you're dealing with on tour, Sherry, because some of the people on tour that I love this girl on Hot Wheels, Monster Truck Live Slow Tour, she, she was amazing. She loved doing PR, but she's like, don't tell anybody because I don't want to get up. You know, <laughs> I, I love doing this, but don't tell them. I'm like, okay. And so... Because she didn't want to get up at 3 o'clock
1: in the morning? Is that it? Yeah, she liked doing it, but
0: she's like, don't (laughs) tell them. I'm like, okay, no problem. Um, And, you know, so I didn't even show up in one of our markets. That's the first time I've ever, but it was good I didn't because KTLA ran something wrong on the full screen and I was watching on my computer in my office in San Diego. And I'm like, I called them, I'm like, "And we need to fix that. So there was a blessing to that. That was the first show I've never been on site at a live shot. My point being is sometimes you get other publicists on tour that you have to work with, and they're actually horrible. So it really depends show to show, market to market, and uh, who who you're dealing with. And so you've got to be a chameleon as a publicist and, you know, just assess the – you've got to work with them, of course but figure out like, okay, how, how do I need to pivot? What do I need to do? So it's kind of like a Bob and Weave kind of move when you, when you have a show because some shows come in and Hot Wheels is a great example and they were awesome, um, you know, but I've had other shows that have come in and I'm, I'm not going to share their names and the person on tour was a nightmare. So, But you still have to get the job done at the end of the day. So that's hence the Bob and Weave narrative that I gave.
1: Yeah, and I guess the thing that I'm hearing is, you know, there's that national PR person for for these organizations, yet they hire a local firm like yours to do the publicity and get them that media saturation, I would think they should listen to you. But, um, you know, clearly they're not doing the local media, so they should be respectful or understanding how that works.
0: I agree with you. Um, but it doesn't I work think, that way. Uh, right? That is not <laughs> the—honestly, the, <that's, laughs> I, I wish that would happen with every tour, but it doesn't because it's just— it's just another week it's another town it's another city it's you know so i mean they're pretty much watered down a lot of times with these national tours now when you have a local show that's a completely different ball game then they all get it they're all in you know and it's game on donkey kong and we can do anything that we want and that's super fun because you can you know pull anything out of the hat and it it and they'll do it, and it works. So there's different ways of PR with event PR, and you have to, as I said earlier, be a chameleon to it because you, you, when you're doing a national show, a touring show, and uh, or out-of-market show, like I just did one in Orange County, which is where I'm born and raised, though I live in San Diego, did one in L.A. two weeks ago. We've, we do Vegas as well. Right. I mean, you, you don't know what's coming at you. So you have to just be, I guess the best word is adaptable, flexible and know your media so you can have honest discussions with them case in point going back to disney and i saying guys everyone's getting the little mermaid today okay and everyone's like got it so you need to be able to have uh, a good relationship and i media relations is relations yes and um if anybody can get that nugget out of this then this is you know it's probably the the most profound thing I can say because you have to have relationships with the media because sometimes things are not all unicorns, sunshine, and puppies and you get what you get. Other times you can, you know, make rainbows so you just kind of have to work it.
1: You know, you bring up relationships. And I know you have fabulous relationships, obviously, with the San Diego media. You've been doing it for everything. I've been there and seen you walk into newsrooms. But is it different in other markets when you do Vegas, when you do Orange County? I know you did something recently in Seattle. I know you've done the Miami Boat Show. And you actually won a Silver Anvil Award for your work at the Miami Boat Show, if I remember correctly. So is it different in those markets? Because, you know, you, you know how to work media. You've got great media skills but you don't have personal relationships with those reporters or that media doesn't know you and and your honesty and your ability that you're twisting in a pretzel to try and make it happen
0: it is a fabulous question so am i nervous when i work out of my market yes of course I just did Orange County and I did L.A., and for people that are listening, that is the same media market. San Diego has its own media market. Orange County and Los Angeles are all in one, and that's, you know, one of the top three markets in the country. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, So when I work with KTLA or Good Day L.A. or, you know, whoever up there, I'm always like, oh, boy. Here we go, game on Donkey Kong. You know, because here I can call up any station and everybody knows me, which is a blessing, and um, I never take it for granted. Truly, I don't. But up there, I show up and I, I've got a, every I dotted T crossed, and you know, and then I make friends with them because I did all the legwork. I literally hand it to them, and I had two LA TV stations say, "Oh my God, you're the most buttoned-up person I've ever seen." and then i had to call them to do a show two weeks later and they're like we're absolutely going to work with you so it's the extra attention to detail um to load them with everything that they need and also this is the probably the silliest thing in the world but i send thank you notes i send thank you notes to every reporter and photographer um that i interact with and you know it's just the right thing to do it is taught us to do that (laughs) but most PR people don't do that. So it's just that extra little thing that makes you stand out. So now I don't have to outsource to somebody in L.A. I, I have those relationships. So that goes back to the, the phrase media relations.
1: Right. How far in advance do you have to start if you're doing a monster truck show or you're doing a boat show? I mean, well, when you say you have buttoned up and you hand them everything. And sometimes when well, a tour comes into town, you book in advance, but the tour's coming into town and you do – publicity around the setup because obviously some of this is to drive ticket sales if they're there for more yes. than a day in a week's show or something like that
0: well some assets come to you early oh they do um, okay. for example we could use um they'll ship in like a monster truck early and we can use it and stage something say like a boys and girls club or what have you um so that's cool but w- what really comes down to it is you know you just have to you have to adapt Because I usually would book stuff three or four weeks in advance pre-COVID. Now, after COVID, everything is booking in the week of, which is driving me crazy. Wow, why such a difference? It's such a difference. And it's because, sadly, they don't have enough people. Wow. And so that and that's across the board. I, I, I was really frustrated on a show that I did in Los Angeles it was the largest fitness show on the West Coast. And I did at the LA Convention Center about, um, about six weeks ago um, from today. And uh, I, had, I, I called a publicist in New York. I called a publicist in Florida. I called a publicist in Dallas. And I'm like, is it just me? Am I pitching this wrong? Or like, am I off my game? And they're like, no, that is how it is. So how media was before COVID and booking stuff is different now. So now stuff books way closer. Whereas before, I could tell you a month out from my show, every single t- TV station, paper, everything that I had a month out, I can't do that anymore. And clearly when I talk to our you know colleagues across the country, they can't either. So it, it's a different ball game now.
1: Does that change clients' expectations or the ability to deliver for clients? I mean, yeah, at the last minute, it's a nightmare for sure.
0: But how does oh, that change absolutely. what the clients it, it, are looking it's right. for? I like to sleep at night just <laughs> like you do and everyone that listens to your podcast does. Um, it it is education to your clients. Um, some that are, if it's a big tour, they're going to know that that is what the, uh, the trend is. If it is a, a, a local show, um, you know, centric to the West Coast, you know, homegrown, then you need to educate them. And it really comes back to the business of communication.
1: And setting expectations, right? All mm-hmm. about managing... Is it different to book these shows
0: for print coverage versus broadcast coverage? That is a fascinating question because I just had that discussion on a show, a national show um, we're going to pick up. And I'm talking with a publicist of mine that I worked on um, with many, many shows under the Feld Entertainment brand. And he said, I, I can't get stuff picked up in print. There's no people that are working. And I said, oh, my God, I had the same problem with the L.A. Times and the Orange County Register. And I went 10 deep with the Orange County Register. I'm from Orange County, California. And so I I think I I can't put my finger on it, but there's just not entertainment sections. There's less people. Reporters work from home now. It's just print is a totally different ballgame. Um, TV is much the same, but print has changed, and I'm I'm so glad I talked to my colleague in, in, uh, in where you live in, in, in New York, and uh, he's like, nope, that's where it's at right now. So how, how that's going to change or land at this point in time, I don't know. But I saw it, um, I saw it in the LA LA Times, Orange County Register. Here in San Diego, I'm friends with the person that runs the entertainment section, personal friends, so she did me th- – I'm sure she threw me a bone. But I think that we'll take across it. the country mm-hmm. print is just getting so hard.
1: Well, listen, I know the New York Daily News doesn't even have a New York newsroom anymore, but they still have reporters. They just don't even have a New York newsroom anymore thanks to COVID and, and downsizing. But um, this is the story you try and pitch them different, or they're just, they're just not covering this – anymore uh, certainly at the same scale not not what what they're going for
0: well you know I'll give you an example so as I alluded um, you know I did the the largest fitness show on the west coast it returned I've done it now twice it returned in May of last year and I just did it a a few weeks ago and um, this is like huge I mean it brings in like I don't know 40,000 people in two days ouch It's a a lot of people yeah significant show it's huge I mean, it takes up, like, most of the L.A., actually all the L.A. Convention Center. Um, and they wouldn't touch it. And I'm like, wait, it's a what? business story, first off. Okay, look, coming, surviving, coming back after COVID. If, you, you, could, you could see all the bullet points when you think about it. Largest on the West Coast. I've got Billy Blanks there, Tybo. Right. Um, you know, I got celebrities there up the wazoo. And they wouldn't pick it up. And so... It's just I, I think it's a lack of resources it, and, in sections because, and, you know, the sports department didn't want it. They don't have the entertainment section anymore because that went away because there were no shows during COVID. So they had to kill the entertainment section. It hasn't come back. So there's a lot of variables. So as a PR person promoting shows, you have to be like really creative and think about workarounds. So workarounds could be you, you use bloggers. Okay. you use di- digital media of course television media and then you you market your show through actually the exhibitors that are there so when i do a show i give it to the show manager and i say you know put this what happens is you when you do a show you, when the exhibitor checks in there's an exhibitor letter on their booth and i always make sure the press is in there and the hashtags now I didn't do that bet because hashtags didn't exist when I started doing show PR. Of course, <laughs> um, way back in the day, none of, none of our f- fun phones that we have now did either. So, um, and then I encourage them to do so. But when I do use an exhibitor, um, I'll go with I'll stay on the LA show. Um, I might I'll send them the photos that I take because I'm there. Okay, I'll send them the clip. I'll send them the hashtags, and I ask them to repopulate it. So the shift is changed. So you have to get a little bit more creative on how you're executing stuff. And they have resources and access to constituencies that I don't, but the brand's getting out there.
1: And, and then I guess the key is how to shift, how to explain to the client the results and evaluate what you did because the metrics have to shift to put that as part of what you've done to generate awareness as versus we just got, you know, six articles and three
0: stories on broadcast. Correct. So, you know, numbers are, are funky. And they sure are. You know that. <laughs> I mean, the numbers are incision and what have you, and I'm not bragging on incision. They're, they're, they're a fine outlet. Um, but the numbers that are out there, I mean, are they true?
1: No commentary. way to know. Yeah. No.
0: I, yeah, right, exactly. So it's kind of like, like shooting an arrow in the dark. Um, so what I do personally is, you know, I make myself relevant by, um, you know, I, 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 I shoot the show I, I, I with my phone because that's what we do now. And, wow, you know, I didn't even I know that. On, yeah, I shoot the show with my phone and I post it and I send it. If I'm not doing their social media, I um I'll I'll do it for them or I'll send it to them to do. So I make myself more relevant because I did not pull a a couple weeks ago, the orange County register. And I mean, I went so deep in the rabbit hole to get them. And then I even hired somebody outside of me and I'm like, okay, maybe I suck and I don't live in town anymore and they couldn't get them. So you, you have to get creative and think about how people are getting their information well they're definitely getting it from other places yeah
1: yeah no they're definitely getting their information from other places certainly that the young generation those that are in college now are they don't read newspapers and they don't watch tv i have to teach my students how to get news from twitter and instagram and who to follow because that's where they get their information from sadly i don't like it but but true
0: correct So not everybody gets information the same way. So now, I mean, before COVID, it was that way, but now it's hyper that way. Right. um, Because there's just um, sadly not as many reporters out there.
1: No, and and it is sadly for sure. And there's nothing to say except that. You know, you do the best you can do, obviously, and you're still saturating a market as best as you can. Do you think the fact that there is less media that's going to change shows from wanting to come back, not come back to market, but saying we don't want to do PR in markets and look to strictly only advertising or paid digital? Although I think that would be a bad bad thing for them to do. But I'm curious if you think about
0: that. I I hope not. I hope not, too. That's our livelihood. (laughs) <laughs> I know it's a livelihood plus I've got you know friends like you across the country that do what you and I do and and they work on you know I, there's a carbon copy of me in every city across the country that does show PR so I mean I, I hope for them that is not true um, is that a possibility I mean perhaps but um, I think that you just need to it's, it's kind of like your dog looks at you and turns its head and goes huh you just need to turn your head and go, okay, how can I look at this difference? I love it. I mean, that. you can't just roll over and you know, not figure it out. I mean, you're a publicist. You have to dig deep and you've got to figure out how to make it across the run- runway. Now, though I did not get the Orange County Register on that particular show, and believe me, I tried like hell. I knew I'm like, you come did. on, it's my hometown. Come yeah, on, really. I know, you, I know how much um, it bothered you, the Dad. Was I do <laughs> That client was happy as hell because I backed myself up, and I'll explain. Yes, I did have coverage of you know, LA TV, which is cool, right. but we did back it up again with bloggers. We shot all the stuff for them, for their social media. Um, my husband and my business partner, Sean, cut videos and sent them out. So that is another really good point. I'm really glad I diverted to that for for your uh, listeners. So a lot of stations now, they don't have enough photographers. So what they're doing is they're taking content. Now, not every station does it. But if you shoot it, edit it, send it in, you probably got over maybe a 70% chance it's going to get on. Wow. Because they, they don't have it. Should you
1: negotiate research. that ahead of time? Should you say to them, I can shoot content for you and give it to you? Or is that only if they don't show up or they don't do something, then you use it as plan B? I uh, use it as a plan B. Okay.
0: Because obviously them being there is, is better. Well, it's better because as opposed to one spot that I I send the B-roll in that we shot with a read, mm-hmm. if they show up, I get three or four spots. So, gotcha. I switched to that as, as a plan B and knock on wood, uh, which I am right now. <laughs> I just did. Um, it, it, it's a great backup plan, but you have to shoot it, edit it, and take it down to, you know, what, what would be like a soundbite, you know, a 30-second piece and provide, you know, the, the narrative, send it off, and, you know, you, you get clipping service like a TV eyes and what have you. And they'll um, they'll grab it. And then, you know, it ran or an assignment editor might be like, hey, that was so cool. Thank you very much. Here's the link. So that is a workaround that is happening more and more. And it definitely came online during during COVID and people didn't go back i was gonna say once once a great resource to promote shows
1: once the genie's out of the bottle they figure oh we can cut
0: some costs and make you do the work sadly i just signed a show yesterday and um ironically it's going to my hometown orange county (laughs) and uh um you know and i'm like okay what assets do you have they don't have anything and i'm like okay so now we need to build out assets so that's another thing for you know your your listeners is that sometimes you don't have anything to work with and you need to build the toolkit is it because they don't
1: understand what you need do they don't understand what assets pr needs or because they
0: don't okay so you have to educate all the above no it's all the above i mean i've got a tour right now where the lady doesn't answer emails Oh, and I just got hired concept. by her yesterday. And I'm like, okay, this is how the hell am I going to work this one out? I, but I have to figure it out. And as a publicist, you have to, like I said, bob and weave. You've got to just figure out who your audience is, and your audience is your client, clearly. But then you've got to get to the bigger audience, which is butts and seats, as I call it. And so it, it, is, it, is, not, it is not like it used to be where you could just chug and plug. It's a very different ballgame out there and with show PR uh, first and foremost when COVID happened there were no shows right and then when shows started to come back then it was the mask thing and then it's the do I have to wear a mask to go so that became a part of the peer narrative I mean so it's just and it still is I mean I dealt with that in Orange County a couple weeks ago people are like do we need it do we don't so and and I think that it's just a whole different world and you have to be able to adapt.
1: And do you think that different world as media is going, well, we don't need to cover these kinds of things anymore? Correct. Do you think there's just a, a, a tiredness, a, a staleness of it, which is our challenge, too, obviously. But,
0: uh, Sherry, you, you're spot on. Um, first off, I'm going to go back to the Orange County Register. doesn't. I'm, I hate ragged on my town. I'm going to pick a different paper. <laughs> the problem is, is they don't have the resources okay. and the assets to do it. Yes, But clearly answer, they feel changed. it's
1: not important to have that because if their readers wanted that or if they had it or they were selling advertisers against it, they would do it. So, so clearly it's kind of a cause and effect. But it's chicken and egg, which came first.
0: You're absolutely correct. It really is. It's, it, it's, it's really fascinating to me. I mean, you could do a whole college class on what's happened with media relations in the last two years. Oh, it's totally 80. different. I mean, it's totally a different ballgame. But what, what I encourage your listeners to do is, okay, so you hit a roadblock. So then I did a workaround. I did a big boat show in Orange County a few weeks ago. And, okay, I wasn't getting the Orange County Register. I even went down to my hometown paper that the Orange County Register publishes. I'm so sorry to hang them. Well, you know what? They didn't cover <laughs> us, so what the heck. Sorry, I'm just being And funny.
1: hopefully they won't be um, listening, so I shouldn't say that. Yeah, they probably that.
0: won't. Uh, They probably won't, but uh, I went, I even called the editor of my little hometown, Houston, California, where I grew up, and they published the local paper, and I'm like, hi, my name is Joyce, I'm a publicist, I'm from here, and uh, I got nothing, I had crickets. Okay, so now what am I going to do? The client expects coverage. Yes, I did have Good Daily, yes, I had KTLA, but what else am I going to do? The LA Times is not going to pick it up. I'm using Orange County, the boat show as an example, which spanned the entire Orange County Fairgrounds. It was huge also a challenge to do tv because it was in five buildings as opposed to one um that logistically that could be a, how to do live shots can be a whole entire news show <laughs> <to laughs> if you own. its so i can t- speak to that to the cows come home but um you know it was like okay what what else can we do and the client was happy as hell you know with what we did despite we didn't get the major daily so you have to adapt and look at what assets you have or what you can pull from, you know, or what's going to resonate because what resonated five years ago is going to resonate different now. And that is going to drive the gate. And I was ha- I'm happy to end it on this note. Um, I talked to the client uh, during a live shot and uh, he said he'd never had PR before in the show. He never hired an agency. And we were the first, agency and he's going to rehire us he told me which is a blessing but uh he said he had the best opening day ever
1: congratulations so, that's phenomenal work. and and well deserved and, and that's why people seek you all out so much and c3 out so much because of that it's well if
0: anybody wants to talk to me I, i'm happy to help anybody out and sherry you know that yeah. um so i'm at c3 the letter C, the number three public relations.com my name is joyce and you can find me on the website and email me. And if you've got, you know, one-off questions or whatever it might be, you know, I'm always available and I'm happy to do that because people like you, Sherry, have, have helped me and you know, you, you pay it forward. And if you get it back, you get it back, but you pay it forward in this industry. And that's the one thing I've always said to people when I've been interviewed about public relations is we all take care of each other. It's a very random industry that, that really is organic and not just—it's just a wonderful industry. Again, please feel free to reach out to me because I'm happy to help. You.
1: Oh, well, one last question: Do you have any tips or advice for people who are students or just starting out that want to get into the media relations or the live events
0: piece of the puzzle? Yes, I do. And in fact, I had this discussion about an hour before I did this <laughs> interview because I called a couple people, and I'm like, "Are people still doing internships?" Because remember, yes. people are like the union should be and I was downtown san diego last night promoting an event and i looked at the unit tribune building and i'm like it's empty and no one's there so i had to call a couple people knowing i knew you would ask this question and yes they are so internships to me um parlayed the my the trajectory of my career and people are still doing them i mean you're going to have to think about it logically um about where. What media platform you want to go after? Because I just mentioned the Union building, maybe is five people working it, though it's a skyscraper in downtown San Diego. <laughs> so that might not be your go-to. But TV stations are up flying, radio stations are going, um, community publications are going. Um, you know, go out or or go work for say, you know, can I volunteer at a nonprofit and help and learn their PR? You. There are internships still out there, and that is how I, um, I mean, I'll end on this little note. This morning, um, my, my first job ever in PR was working for a state assemblyman, and I was still in college, and I worked for him, and he gave me my first job when I got out of college. And uh, I, I, I found him the other day, and he emailed me back this morning of this call, and he said, oh, my God, Joyce, I am so glad that you reached out to me. And I said, thank you for my first job. So you just never know Absolutely. where stuff is going to come. And uh, you just need to think, think it through. You know, what do you want to do? I created my job. I was a national spokesperson for Children's Hospital here in San Diego. That job didn't exist. I worked my ass off to get my butt in the door at, like, I don't know, an hour, um, making, I think I might made $30,000 a year. That was my first job. And I had all this responsibility. When I left the job, the president of the hospital said, how old are you? I can ask you now since you're leaving. And I said, uh, sir, well, I'm like 25 and he goes, you're my spokesperson. I'm like, yes, sir. So don't let anybody tell you you can't do something, go and do it. I created my job and that catapulted my career after working for the assemblyman to the hospital. To just, it, it just, it went down. It, it, it went down. It went up. Don't they know? And if you want something, you can go and get it. I'm a perfect example of that. To all your students out there, I, if you want something, you can make it happen. I did, and I'm just a little girl from Tustin, California. You know, go kick ass and do it. And you know, if you get a no, then go back again and go back again, and that's what I did, and so, I mean, I, I encourage everybody, I, and I I know it, it's a little bit different now, um, because of social media, LinkedIn, and all these things of the world, but um, I just want them, uh, all of please go out there and kick ass. Because if I can do it, and again, you can too. I think that's a perfect place to end because we're out of time. So Joyce, thanks
1: so much for being here today. So appreciate talking to you.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you again for having me. And, and, um, you know, I I appreciate the opportunity to... share my narrative and and I adore you and you know
1: that I I adore you too Joyce Trubin Curry of C3 Communications and I'm Sherry Goldman and that's Let's Talk PR and More for today you can find more information about the show and about me at Goldman Communications Group's website www.goldmanpr.net thank you again for listening today look forward to talking PR and more with you all again next week